everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. What's up, everybody? My name is Steph, and I'm here with Jess. Welcome to Trish Chat. This week, we're talking about self-worth. Yep. <laughs> so, um, as, as for, for some of you who listen to our um, episodes regularly, um, and for those of you who are new, welcome. Jess and I moved to California a year ago where we- um, Over a year ago. Over a year ago. Going to be a year and a half. Holy crap. Almost a year and a half ago. Um, we didn't have any family here. We didn't have a community established when we moved here. And so um, we were out of our comfort zone. Um, and we've been out of our comfort zone. Um, and we've had to flex muscles that we haven't used in a while, like um, interviewing for jobs, uh, building friendships, like long-term meaningful friendships. Um so it's caused us to do a lot of reflection and self-work. And within that, we've been thinking about this concept of self-worth. And it is fascinating to us because we are millennials. And in my perspective, and I think just in your perspective, correct me, you know, if I'm wrong, um, we're the first generation where we have the privilege to jump around from whatever job you know, from job to job, and it's not really frowned upon as it was before. But at the same time, because we've seen so many advances advances in technology, um, in our in our like lifetime and in our generation, this ability to work from anywhere has really shifted um, what it means to work. And so, I think millennials are kind of a generation that's being burnt out by stress and by demanding. Um, hours. Um, and so it's, it's, um, that's like, that's like very interesting to us. And then we have Gen Z who we observe as like the generation that's growing up with, um, social media. And so, um, they're constantly looking at, at a very young age when like they're forming their perception of who they are and how they value themselves and their self-worth. They're sort of learning that by looking at people's best that they present in the internet. Right. And so we have these two generations that we're around, one that's like always chasing and grinding after the next thing, because that's what's valued in our generation, like that hustle, that grind, that like never not working type of mentality and like jumping from company to company and like what company do you work at? What company? How much money do you make? And then another generation that's rooted in like, you know, my IG needs to be lit at all times and like take a picture of me for IG, take a picture of me for this, take a picture of me for, for, for my IG post. So it's just very interesting when we think about all these external factors and how they play a role into your self-worth. And then when you mix in, um, being queer Latinx women, like what that does. So we just wanted to get on the mic and talk about it. Cause we're not the only ones that are like really mind fucked by this idea of self-worth and like, really deconstructing like what have I rooted my self-worth in for all these years and like does that align with my values and who I want to be as a person and when I think 10 years down the line I imagine my life like 
is the way that I treat myself and my self-worth, is that reflected in that and that vision that I have of myself um, in a couple of years? So, so we want to talk about it. I just like, I just went off talking like that could be, it's a, this is the done episode. Uh, as our nieces say, for real, for real, for real, for real. That's, that's that Gen Z thing. <laughs> you don't say it twice. It's not real. It's not real. Like real, real. No, but everything you said is, is very real. <laughs> um, and, and I think to add to that, it's like, I feel like a lot of people self self-worth, especially in those two generations is, is that FOMO, mm. like that fear of missing out. Right. And it's like, if we're not a part of that experience and like, who are we? Mm. Right. We're missing out on that. So yeah. I, I think that that, and that's really like that, that's really real. I see, I see a lot of people, um, that, you know, join an experience just to say they were there. Mm, like you don't even really know if you want to do something, but you feel the pressure to do it. So you just say yes to a lot of things. Um, but no, don't necessarily like, and this is, this is really serious. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now and, and Jess is like about to be 30, but just really thinking of like every single little choice that I make in my life, does it align with my values? Does it align with like how I see my, my self-worth in terms of like the value that I bring to myself, not only to the world, but to myself, does it align with that? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I want to talk about, um, our own perceptions of, of our self-worth and how our self-worth has, um, evolved over time. And I can, I can start cause I think I've been thinking about this a lot and I, I want to, I want to talk about that a bit. So for me, um, I from and this is all in hindsight, right? Like I wasn't seventeen years old, like per, like actively, consciously thinking about like this is how I value myself and this is my self worth. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. This is just looking back, right? So want to clarify that so no one's like, bullshit. You weren't seventeen years old thinking that. Yeah. Um, but in a way, you kind of were. But in a way, you were just subconsciously. Yeah. Um, so I was always the smartest kid in the class, right? I was mm-hmm. always the kid that like got the work done, got the good grades. Never cut school. Went to class. Well, I did cut school sometimes. But you went back. <laughs> <laughs> you dead ass cut school and went back. Listen. Because you yo, were scared your mom was going to find out. Yo, if my mom found out, whoo. Yeah, whoo, Okay. Um, so. Sorry. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Because we, cause we talked about that in another episode with Rel, and I just remember us talking about that. I'm like, can't believe your ass went back to school. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway. Or, or when like we had, this is just a side, we had, um, you were a freshman, you started third period and you went third through 10th period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cut ninth period, like ninth <laughs> and 10th, you know, I was, I was, you know. You were so whack, One of my was going to challenge my authority. I cut ninth period. What? I went to six of my classes. Forget y'all. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, so, I used to go in third period to sign in, leave, and then come back. They took to get, attendance ninth period. Yeah, to come back to get. Yeah, no, some of your. I think in the beginning though they would take attendance in. 
Oh, they would take it twice. They would take it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third period. Then they'd send those letters home or call. I don't know that you weren't that you weren't in school. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, we went off. So, so I was I was that kid that always got really good grades. That was you know the smartest in the class. That was sort of like the golden child of 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 teachers. And so, I I rooted my self worth in always working the hardest. Um, because that's something that my mom ingrained in me. And I think I've mentioned that many times, like there was one time where I had like a little eraser mark on a piece of paper for homework. And she made me redo the whole thing. She was like, you cannot hand in sloppy work, sloppy, sloppy work. Um, so it was that, but it was also, I rooted my self-worth in like, what do like, what do your teachers and principals, like, are they giving you that A? Like Mm -hmm. if if you're getting that A, you're doing good. Like, you matter. Yeah. Like you bring, you're bringing that value. Like that's, that's what you're here for. And so for most of my life, that's what I did into it. Like in high school, it was okay. My next A after I get all these grades is I'm going to get into a really good school. Once I get into this Ivy league school, I'm going to graduate and work for a really big company. And I was constantly, somebody said this and it, 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 it really helped me to understand and frame the way that I was seeing myself. But it was like, I graduated from school and I still kept chasing that A. Mm, and that real. A was praise from my managers. That A was awards at work. And that's what I constantly kept chasing. But it was also that, you know what? I'm working 16 hours a day, hustle, work hard, never not working. I'm getting this recognition. Like I'm good. I'm doing really great. Like my self-worth, like, I love myself. Look at me, look at what I'm doing. But then I realized that, and this, I think this came as, as like a shock when I took a job at this like really big company, it was my dream company, and I hated it. It sucked. And I was no longer the smartest person. I wasn't like, it was just like, I was, I just felt like horrible. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why. And for so long, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's just like a shitty ass company, a shitty place to work. But it's because I rooted my self-worth for so long. And like, if you wor- like work really hard and then get that, get that recognition, get that A, mm-hmm. right. And I wasn't getting that anymore. Mm-hmm. I was working so hard, but I wasn't getting that A. I was not getting that recognition. And that created a complete disconnect for me because I actually started getting depressed. I, you know, I was with Jess and I were just recently dating at that point. And like, I was in really bad shape. I was just so down mm-hmm. um, on myself. And, and a big part of it was because like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like I wasn't getting, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that shining star anymore. And that sounds so bratty to say that, like, oh my God, I was so sad because, you know, no one was recognizing me as like a, the, the best. But when you root yourself worth in that and like constantly being the best at a craft and constantly working hard in that hard work, getting you to the top, and then you hit a point where that same formula is not working anymore. Mm-hmm. It really makes you question, like, what am I doing? Who am I? Yeah. So, so that's sort of where I was. And um, I don't think I've actually evolved my self-worth until recently um, in terms of figuring out that there is more to life than working the hardest mm-hmm. at your job and being recognized at your job and saying that you work at like a company that looks nice on your resume. Like there's, 
more to life yeah. than that. I don't want to talk too much, so I want to I want to let you. Yeah, chime in on I that. mean, I I can I can definitely um, I feel you on that. Um, I think for for a long time, my self worth um, it had a lot to do with like kind of similar, but like I was always like the best best athlete. Mm-hmm. Like I was that one chick from the block that was really good and could ball with all the guys breaking ankles in basketball breaking ankles and just like I could run I could run games with the guys and like um you know I I'd be seen by by other peers or coaches and you know I'd get a lot of praise for that for for being being the best girl on the court yeah and I used to measure my self-worth by that, by all the praise, the kind of similar to what you were just yeah. saying, just being like that golden child. Um, and that was for for school as well up until um, high school, I think, where shit got weird. Um, <laughs> and that shit kind of fell through. But, you know, even, even going into college, it, it kind of went back to that. It, it went to like being the best student, you know, being... Um, I, I didn't, I didn't play, um, in college, but I played intramural basketball and, you know, I, I always just wanted to be the best in yeah. everything I did because it was kind of getting that A, right? Like that, yeah. that, that to me told me that like, you're doing a good job. You, you're, it's, it, it just stems back to the self-worth. Like I'm doing good. This feels good. Like I'm the best. So, um, I feel like for me, I, I've always just want, wanted to be seen that way because to mm. me that that resembled like success. That validation from other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so a lot for me, it was sports and school. And, you know, then then it went into work you know that that never when you're when when you live your life in such a structured way where you're going from grade to grade and everything is measured on grades Mm -hmm. or leveling up to the next level like you're chasing that you're just like this is this is the way it goes I'm I'm in fifth grade I gotta go to six I gotta pass these classes I gotta get you know that 65 or above but you're always shooting for that hundred um anything 90 and above like you're in that you're in that window and so I think for me that that definitely uh transferred over into the work field and you know in my last job kind of similar to what you were saying like I worked my way up and I was like golden child right mm-hmm. I did everything to the book I was I was I was detail oriented I was strategic like people praised me on on the way I worked and like they constantly were um telling my peers like you have to do it like Jess um and you actually pointed this out to me the other day you were just like damn that must have sucked being that other person like hearing that um and I never thought about that because to me I was like oh I'm just doing the right thing like I just got to keep doing it and you're right like that that was shameful what they did like telling other people to work like me like that's not fair to say because everyone brings their own style right you're asking people to be like someone else that's not yeah not the point yeah and so I don't want to get too carried away with like this one question because I know we'll talk more about it. Um, But my self-worth was evaluated by how well I did in school, in sports, at work. Um, 
all those things very similar to to what you said but but for me i think i for me it was more about sports i had to be the best in sports and even i catch myself sometimes doing that now like getting competitive about that but i'm like it's it's not the same as it was when i was a kid because i literally got praised for that constantly yeah because i was the only girl playing with all these guys yeah. and i was better than them yeah. And I and as much as I felt that, I got reassured by every person who was watching. And even now to this day, I remember there was uh we were in Florida once and you there was like this little stand at a fair where you can go and and pay some money to like shoot some hoops and somebody was like, Dang, she's from New York, she got that New York swag. <laughs> I still don't get why that guy um, said that. Like that's just not a thing, but yeah. I mean, and of course that feels good, right? When somebody can like recognize your talent and yeah. you're like, you know, as an older person, I'm like, oh shit, I still got it. Uh, that definitely strokes my ego um, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, to reiterate, like sports was I mean, specifically basketball, but I, I played all types of sports, but basketball for me, it was, that's where I put myself worth because that's what, that's what I, th that's what I believed. Yeah. Ball is life. Ball is life. Ball is still life. <laughs> Just so you all know, her college essay was on basketball as like a metaphor for, <laughs> for personal things that she went through in her life. Yeah. Th that's how serious. Ball is life. Yeah. Um, what about now? Like, how do you measure your self-worth now? Like, what's your self-worth rooted in? Yeah, I think up until recently for me, a lot of my self-worth was within work. Mm -hmm. And uh, the amount of money I made, the amount, mm -hmm. the amount of um hours that i worked because mm, mm. i worked a lot like mm -hmm. i i my last role i worked a lot and you know i'd catch myself like going out and like meeting up with people and it it would be like a competition of who worked the most hours yes yes you yep. know and like i didn't like that because i'm like this is our free time let's not compare or like compete about who works more like that's not what we we should be competing about who works less you know <laughs> um but I, I think I kind of got caught in that rat race of like competing to get promoted and level up mm -hmm. and make more money. And like, it was always about the next thing. Like when you, when I got promoted, I'd be like, great, what's next? Like yep. I was ready for the next promotion. I was ready to like, because here in, in the way it works in, in this society is like, you got to you got to do the job of the next level before you get promoted. You got to yeah. show that you can do that job for a while before you get recognized for that. So when you, once you reach that, you're just like, okay, now I got to like do the job of the next level because I want to get promoted faster. Right. And it's just this constant thing of like competition of that's what it became is like, how quick can I get promoted? How much, how much more money yeah. can I make? Like it, it just got like, I didn't realize it till recently of how much, um, I, I kind of was obsessed with that mm -hmm. and like, not, I don't think consciously, but just like that was the culture. And yeah. I think that's still very much the culture and maybe it was just age, but even up until recently, it's like now for me, it's like making more money is just about having my lifestyle and making sure that I'm, I'm being compensated for, for my hard work versus it being like, no, I need to have the best title. I need to, I need to move up quickly. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's recently changed over the last few years. And I think for now, like now the way I measure my self-worth is, is 
how I treat people, how I treat my community. I, I, I'm constantly thinking about my values and like, I, I would say I have integrity. And so I like to, you know, everything I'm doing or how I'm giving back to my community or even any interaction I'm having, I'm just, I always think back to my values and saying, am I living my most authentic life? And am I living truthfully? Um, I think uh, one other thing I should mention is like prior to, I don't know, I guess in college and high school, like a lot of my self-worth was like the amount of friends I had. Mm -hmm. And for me now, it's like, I don't care how many friends I have. Yep. I rather have a small community of really yes. solid people yes. Yes. Um, that takes care of each other and is aligned on our values mm-hmm. um, and the important things. And like, don't get me wrong. I don't have to have everything in common with the people I'm friends with, but like my values, I think that that's where um, I kind of go back and like compare my values with like yeah. everything I'm doing in life. And, you know, it, it's really just my self-worth has to do with how I, I think I treat people. And then like it comes within. Yeah. I think before it was like validating on like the amount of work I used to produce. And we talk about this, right? Yeah. Where now I'm like, I'm feeling shitty. And and it's because we've, we, we live in this culture where it's like, you have to produce and produce and produce. And if you don't Capitalistic produce, culture, yeah, yeah. if you don't produce, like they, it, it makes you feel like you're not worthy. It makes you feel like you're not validated in being good enough. Yeah. Um, and so it, I, I've had to do a lot of self-reflection on that and just think about like, why, why is my self-worth rooted in something that doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's not going to matter to me in five years mm-hmm. versus like the relationships I build, mm-hmm. who I am as a person, mm-hmm. who I am to other people. Mm-hmm. Like do I follow through with my word? When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Mm. Like that is the type of stuff where I'm like, that's what I can measure my, my self-worth on. And mm-hmm. it, and it, definitely has to come within um and i think part of that also is just like doing the work to understand who you are and like what your values are and like asking the why i think a lot of the time we do things and we're like robots and we're just like kind of like that fomo stuff like why are you going to that like yeah why are you saying yes to something yes why are you working somewhere is it because of the name is it because it's something you like like why are you hanging out with those people? Like right. they, everything you should ask yourself why, because it, it stems back to that. And like, I think that's what's moving out here and, and being away from my comfort zone has really pushed me to think about what I want and who I want to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are though. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that my self-worth was all rooted in external validation um, and in things that were outside of my control. And so for me, a bad day at work was just a bad day in general. Yeah. Bad week, bad month, bad, bad half of your bad year at work was just like a bad life in general, right? Because it was like, uh, I'm not getting the praise. Um, you know, I need to work harder. I'm working so hard and I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting this, you know, 
this praise. And so I don't feel like I'm like, I don't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving here has really shifted that for me. And I would say in the last couple of weeks and, and months, um, I've had a really big shift in loving myself more and building more awareness of some of my mechanisms and some of my trauma responses Mm -hmm. that um, still play a role in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, my work right now is really focused on rooting my self-worth in more internal you're looking at me like you're really into this into yeah, what I'm I saying am. Am. um is is my work right now is focused on rooting my self-worth in more internal um things internally that I can uh, within my locus of control um and things like you said that are going to matter in five ten years things that align with my values things that when I think about what type of person do I want to be? What type of mom do I want to be? What type of wife do I want to be? What type of friend do I want to be? Um, what type of like love do I want to give to myself and to others? Like I'm rooting myself worth in things that, that, that impact those, uh, those others. So big thing for me right now in terms of my self-worth is like how much love I give to myself because that's not something that I've given to myself before. And so I've run on empty and then I've had these like really big moments where like I'm having like, you know, a moment where I'm like, I haven't done anything for me. Like I've just given so much. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no one was forcing me to do that. I just was running on empty because I was never taking a time to check in with myself and to love myself yeah. and to believe in myself. Yeah. So a big part of my self-worth is, is that love that I have for me so that I can give that to others. It's um, one of my values is, is justice and, and fairness. And so, you know, my self-worth is also rooted in like being just and fair to myself mm-hmm. and then using whatever power privilege that I have to like, yeah to, to make situations fair and just for others, you know, as much as I can. Um, uh, other parts of, of, you know, of my self-worth is also like, um, how I'm treating myself. Am I treating myself with kindness? Um, how I treat the people around me that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all within my control. Mm -hmm. Um, and so those are sort of the things that, um, I'm working on right now and in like the last couple of weeks. So this is brand fresh new information. Yeah. Um, so that's just sort of like what's top of mind for me. There's like a lot more stuff um, in terms of like how I root my self-worth, like a, that I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into all of it, but like self-love, like justice, fairness, the mm. love that I give to others, the love that I give to myself, the way that I nurture myself and making sure that I'm nurturing myself and that I'm nurturing um, the people around me, that's, that's, um, important to me as well. And I've, I've began to, um, as much as I can, because there is still a, I think it's very hard for someone to operate and say like, I don't care what other people think about me. Cause we do, or like, I don't feel good when, you know, someone at work gives me praise, like we do. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still care about the work that I do. Mm-hmm. I still want to produce the best work that I can, but I'm not, um, I'm not coming home at the end of the day and thinking like, 
I work 16 hours today. So, you know, like I'm, I'm great. Like I'm super productive. I'm really killing it out there. I'm working hard. You know, I'm more looking at like, was I kind to myself today? I made a mistake today. How did I react to myself? Mm -hmm. Someone made a mistake in front of me that was like a silly mistake, but like, how did I, how did I respond to that person? Mm -hmm. How did I make space for that person to, to make that mistake? Yeah. Um, how did I come home after a long day of work where maybe I didn't have a good day? And how, how did my demeanor um, look towards Jess based on that? How did my demeanor look towards Baxter, our dog, um, mm -hmm. based on that? Um, so that's sort of the type, the type of stuff that I'm rooting myself worth in, as well as like just personal growth. And it's not growth in like, get this promotion and that promotion and this other promotion and this other stuff. But it's more like, how can I keep learning and growing and understanding myself and building awareness of myself and, and who I am and working on any trauma that I've experienced and like responses that I have based on that. How am I working through that stuff so that I can be the best person that I can be? And I want to say, don't get me wrong. Jess and I go to work. We work hard. We put in the time that needs to be put in. We care about the work that we produce. Yes, I do care about, you know, moving up in my career that is important to me. But that does not define who I am and that does not determine my worth and how I view myself. I think the moral of that is I, being perfect is not like that's just not that should not be your goal. Mm -hmm. Because I think the self-worth and, and everything you just mentioned has to do with like you being kind to yourself and stuff is like I think we just want to be perfect in these like presentations or like how we show up or not making mistakes. And then when we do mm -hmm. make mistakes, it's like, Oh my God, it went so terrible. Like can't believe we shame I did ourselves. That. Like I'm so stupid. Yeah. Like I, I, I fucked this up. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm dumb. Like I don't deserve this job or how did I get this job? Or, mm -hmm. you know, that's when that imposter syndrome comes in. Like they probably made a mistake with hiring me. I'm not smart enough. Everyone around me is smart and I'm not, everyone around me has all this knowledge of this and I don't like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about being kind to myself. I'm not talking about like buy yourself some new shoes or like pat yourself on the back when you do something right. I'm talking about like when shit goes down, how are you treating yourself? What sort of words do you use to yourself, toward yourself when you're in a pickle? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you hearing you speak on, on all that. Um, you had a little twinkle in your eye when I was speaking. <laughs> yeah, because I love what you have to say. But I think that Thank uh, you. one thing that I, I realized as you were saying all that is that I think a lot of my self-worth has been on like helping people, mm. helping fix people's problems. That Latinx, that Latinx, that Catholic guilt. It's like that code of, like I, I literally, I mean, you know, you've been with me long enough that like I, I, I worry about people. Like when people come to me and like they have um, an issue or like need help on something, like yeah. that weighs heavy on me. Like I, yeah. I want to help and I, I want to help fix it. And if, if I'm not able to help, I, I, I'm really unkind to myself and I'm like, no, I have to do more, you know, yeah. I should do this. Or like, I put myself in like positions where 
I don't really think through how that's affecting me. And do I have the bandwidth to help? And sometimes it's, sometimes it's like people don't need that. It's just that I, I want to be that person. And so for me, my self-worth had, it relied heavily on like how much I could help people. Yeah. And not, don't get me wrong. I still want to help people and I'm still very much that friend. But I think for me now, it's like if I can't fix something for someone, which one is not my responsibility and that's, it's not, that's the key. It, it's, it's not that they're asking me to, it's, it's more of that. Like, I just, I feel the need to, if I can't help or if I'm not able to do it, like I'm not a bad person or I'm yes. not, or I'm, I'm not any less of a good person. Yes. You yeah. Know? Well, it's also that it's not your responsibility to fix other people's problems, you know? Cause I think it's not just a, you can't take on everyone else's problems as your own. It's also that I see that it's so important to empower people. And so it doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean like, I see all these problems going on in the world and I can't take them on as my own. Like, no, there's some substantial problems going on that we should all be involved in in Mm -hmm. resolving. But it's more this one-on-one type of stuff where we see something going on, a friend, a family member, and we're like, I have to fix it for them. And there's a part of that that I'm like, are we making an assumption that this person's too weak to to solve this for themselves? Are we jumping in for our own, you know, satisfaction or self-worth of mm-hmm. like, I fix this for you. Mm-hmm. I fix the problem for someone. So I'm a good person yeah. versus, you know, asking someone like, you've, you've come to me and you've told me this. Um, how do you want to approach this? Yeah. You know, do you, do you, you know, how can, you know, how do you envision that I help or how can I help? And, you know, I'll let you know if I'm, if I'm able to do that. Yeah. I think I've had a hard time my whole life doing that just based off who I am. But I think that for a while I thought that was really selfless of me, but I've realized that that's not, there's no such thing as that. I, I do those things because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I care and it makes me feel good to help people. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not. But I think that I need to remind myself of that. Yeah. I need to remind myself that like one, I'm human and like I can't take on everyone's like stuff yeah. and that people need to be able to go through things on their own. And also like not everyone needs my help just because they're like venting to me doesn't mean I have to take that on. Right. Um. Even though I want to help, like it, what's most important is that, you know. And what is help? Yeah. Right. It looks differently. Yeah. Because you just you know, somebody coming to you and feeling comfortable and sharing a problem is a way of help, right? Because you've essentially created an environment and relationship with someone that they feel that they can come to you with that. But it's also about like your boundaries of like, sometimes you you can help someone, but you just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who, who have very similar uh, experiences and you know that that for me stems from like being raised by a single mom mm-hmm. and like being you know raising m- my little brother and just like always always being the one to help and figure out problems I'm very quick on my feet yep um, I'm constantly thinking about backup plans and so there's a lot of other people out there that are very similar and so I, I just want to say that that you're not alone in that and that I struggle with that even till this day um, where I, I I put a lot of my self-worth in the amount that I can help. I could help. And I'm trying to step away from that. Um, yeah. 
more and more and more. Not saying that I can't help, but just more that if I help 10 people or two people, that doesn't mean my, you know, that has nothing to do with my self-worth. Right. Right. Um, so I, I, I started this episode and I've been talking a lot about both of us doing a lot of internal work in terms of getting to know ourselves, et cetera. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about why we think that this work is important, why it's important to look at how you um, see your self-worth, um, how you value yourself, um, and really determining if that aligns with who you want to be as a person and the values that you set forth for how you want to, how you want to live your life. Why is that important? I mean, I can speak for me and like the first thing that comes to mind is I I think it's so important to know yourself um, for many reasons, but why it's important, like why this work is so important to know like where your self-worth um, stems from or like mm-hmm. where that comes from. It's like, I think about my kids, my future kids. And I think about when I have kids and I think, and I'm raising them, they're going to see the things that I put, like how I define self-worth. They're going to see what's important to me, what's not important to me, what my values are, what like what integrity is, all those things. And if I'm showing them that their self-worth has to stem from the company they work at or the grades that they get mm-hmm. um, or the amount of friends that they have or how many people they help, like if they see that within me, they're going to replicate that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be another cycle of them going through that and being like, well, you know, I saw that my mom, this was the way it worked for her. So that's how, that's how I learned. Um, so for me, immediately, it's that. And, and I think just doing work within yourself, if you want to have children, I think it's better to deal with your shit now rather than having that come out once your traumas come out once you have kids um if you're if you're lucky enough to do that yeah um so it's it's just so important to just do the work in general as as soon as you can as soon as you realize like that's super important um and then you know we mentioned it before it's like i think the the sooner you do the work the sooner you're able to um just dig deep inside and to understand like I think without moving here and doing that work, I would have never, I th- I would have, but I think it would have taken me longer to realize that I put a lot of my self-worth in all those things, helping mm-hmm. people, you know, being the best worker, student, whatever. And you continue living your life and you get burnt out. Yeah. You do, you get burnt out and you just, you, you blend into this culture and you add to this culture of like produce, 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 produce. Um, and when you don't, it's like, you're not worthy. Yeah. You're not worthy. Um, so I think it's super important to just, just to know what's important to you, who you are. And like that, that all lives within, like you get to decide what that means to you. Like nobody else gets to decide, uh, whether you had a shitty ass presentation or you got a bad grade or you don't have your degree or you went to a, an, a state college versus an Ivy, like all those things play a a, th- uh, a role. And, and I feel that because like I went to state school and I work with people 
who went to Ivy Leagues. Like I'm married to someone who went to an Ivy League. And I think going into this this role and like even other roles, I was constantly just like downplaying myself and being like, well, I went to a state college, you know, like I'm not as smart as some of these people, but fuck that. I realized like how many dumb people there are out there. And like that had nothing to do with like the education they got. That just has everything to do with how aware they are. Mm-hmm you know, how, where they are with, within how, who they are and how they treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just as smart as, as a lot of these people. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's why it's, it's super important just to, to understand. It's helped me understand like what's really important to me. Nice. What about you? Um, I think, you know, I definitely agree with what you said, um, in terms of like doing the work so that you don't pass down, um, generational bad patterns or trauma. Um, I also think for those, for anyone, um, and for those who like, I, who are like, I, I'm not going to have kids. Like kids are not in my future. It's not something that I, that I want to do. I also think it's just really important to do the work because there is a lot in this life that exists to bring us down. Um, and that like, it's important to do the work to to chip away at it and change things, but that we're, we're, we might not see the change happen in our lifetime. Homophobia, racism, xenophobia, transphobia, mm-hmm. you name it. it. It You know, like a lot of that stuff, like it's important to do the work, but you're not going to, you're probably not going to see the change, a radical change happen in your lifetime. And so I think it's a question of like, how can I craft a life where I am building in as much love and joy as possible. And a big part of that starts with your self-worth. Because when you get up in the morning, if you don't know what your values are, if you don't know how, um, like the values for how you want to live your life, if you don't know how you value yourself, um, you're kind of just waking up and letting the world take you like drag you, drag you on. Right. And you're just like, well, let's see what work has for me in store today. Let's see what this person thinks about me today. And versus you wake up in the morning and, and, and you know how you're going to value yourself today. You know, you know, where, what your self-worth is rooted in, you know, what values you want to live your life by. Um, and that's something that you can control. That's something that is within your locus of control. And that's something that you can craft your life around. And I think that that is amazing. I think it's amazing to have the privilege to do that. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, I agree. So I want to end it um, with some advice, advice for anyone who is starting this journey of self-reflection, starting this journey of understanding like, what's my self-worth rooted in? Um, how do I value myself? Or even thinking about like, what values do I want to, do I want to employ in my life? What advice would we have for them? And I think my biggest piece of advice is to start taking inventory. Um, because I think it's, um, it's much easier said than done to, um, say like, well, this is what I was rooting my self-worth in. And now this is what I'm changing it to. Right. But really you sort of need to take inventory and start really writing and delving deep into like, what is, what, what has a good day look like for me when I felt really good about myself? What happened during that day? Um, 
what has a bad day looked like for me? What happened during that day? And really understanding like what impacts my, my moods, what impacts my happiness? When have I been the happiest with myself? What happened during that time? What happened that day? Um, when have I been the, uh, the most unhappy with myself? What happened during that time? What happened during that day? So that you can begin to understand like, where are you rooting your happiness? Where are you rooting your self-worth? Um, and really working from there in terms of like, does this align with like the person that I want to be? Is this, the, is, is, you know, am I content with the things that make me feel valuable? And then from there, you can start um, doing that work. And I think it's also recognizing that it's not a one and done. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm talking, that I, that I mentioned, I'm still working through. I'm not perfect at this. I still have times where like I crave that, you know, external um, validation. validation. And that's always going to exist because we're human. That's always going to exist. But there are times where like I crave it so much that like, it impacts whether I feel that I'm a good wife, whether I feel that I'm a good employee, whether I feel that I'm a good, et cetera. Um, and now I'm not really looking at myself like, why, why am I a good person in general outside of all those things? Um, so yeah, what about you, Jess? Yeah, I'd echo that. I think I said it at the beginning of the episode, but everything Steph said, plus asking yourself why, why you're doing anything. Mm. Like, why do I work where I work? Why do I hang out with these people? Why am I going to this place for an experience? Why do I live where I live? Like, I think it's important to ask yourself that because I think sometimes we're just like on autopilot mm -hmm. with life. Right? What are most of my what are my most of my conversations about? Yeah, and I think once you start asking yourself why, and you start realizing that your answers are like. Like there, it's hard to find the words. It's kind of just like, oh, well, it's just the way it is. It, I don't know. For me, at least for me, I get really curious about that because mm -hmm. I, I never want it to just be like if somebody asks me why I do something and I, I don't really have an answer for it, I probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's likely not something that like aligns or just, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, to, to what Steph said, it's like asking yourself who you are, who do you want to be and like are like are you doing things that are going to help you be that person that you want to be in the future um for me it's more like it all comes down to am i doing what i said i was going to do and for me it i measure that like really heavily because if i'm not doing and then that goes for everything that goes for like waking up on a sunday morning and saying i'm i said i was going to go on a run and I don't go on a run. I feel shitty. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time to what Steph was saying, it's like my whole self-worth shouldn't be just rooted into that one thing. Yeah. Right. It's like if I don't do it, I need to be kind to myself. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, I will go on that run. It'll just be whenever it is that I'm ready to go on and that being run. being flexible with right. it. Yeah. Right. So um, just ask yourself why. I think it's so important. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I got on my side. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, till next time. Bye. Peace.